Welcome to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. And now, here's your host, Tina McIntosh, along with Sarah Shetty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast for those of us who are caregiving and who one day will be. I'm Tina McIntosh. Sarah Shetty is here, but she doesn't have a mic in her face, so you might hear some weird things in the background. That'll be Sarah. <laughs> yep. All right, and we've got two other guests with us. I'm so excited to see them. And you are? Emily Arendt from Caregiver Homes. I am a care manager, so working in the field with caregivers who are caring for a loved one at home. And Emily and I have known each other for a thousand years. Many, many years. Yep, yep. And who are you? I'm Jennifer Trowbridge. I'm the Indiana State Director for Caregiver Homes from SeniorLink, and I get to work throughout the entire state with all of our caregivers. Awesome. And, you know, it is, it's a big month, right? We're celebrating National Family Caregivers Month. Yeah. And so it's a big deal. I think, first of all, let's talk about the distinction between family caregivers and caregivers in general. Um, because I know people get confused sometimes. Like when we say caregivers here at Joyce House, they'll say, do you mean your paid caregivers or do you mean your family caregivers? But for you all, that gets even a little blurrier. Is that a word? <laughs> gets a little more blurry for you. You know, Tina, I'm glad you brought that up because I think people don't naturally identify themselves as a family caregiver. And it's really those natural relationships that we are supporting. Typically, it is family. It's a daughter taking care of a mother. It's the brother taking care of a sister, even. So these kind of relationships are throughout the whole state of Indiana. We actually have about 800,000 family caregivers taking care of one another. And yeah, so, take that in for just a second. 800,000 people in Indiana caring for an aging or disabled loved one, right? Absolutely. So many of us yeah. are involved with caregiving hands-on. We know somebody who needs caregiving or we are um, going to need caregiving ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's part of the thing is that we, when we're in a caregiving situation, we don't identify with that term because we're, we are the daughter. But then suddenly when we start listing out what our responsibilities are, we're the cook, we're the nurse, we're the driver, you know, daughter's in there, but there are all these things that come up when really when you put them together, you're a family caregiver. So your services there, I, it's hard for people I think sometimes to understand. Caregiver Homes does what? So our entire uh, company is set up to support the family caregiver. And I'll clarify, it doesn't always have to be family. It's a live-in model of care. It's a unique model of care. But the idea is we support the caregiver. They are able to take care of the person they love longer, safer, in a more comfortable environment. And when you support that family caregiver, they start using even the health system in a more efficient way. So our whole drive and mission at Caregiver Homes is to ensure that the family caregiver has the guidance, the support, even financial support to help keep that care at home. I, I was ahead, just going to say, I think it's really about empowering. It's about making people recognize the impact that they're having. You know, I think so often we walk into the home and they, they are dismissive of everything that they're doing. And having somebody from the outside say, let's just pause for a minute and recognize everything that you're doing every day. Um, and just having that validation is, can be really empowering for people. 
So let's say I call you and I say, I am caring um, for my dad. And I've heard about caregiver homes, but I'm not exactly sure if I qualify or I don't even really know what's going to happen. How does that conversation go? We get those calls very frequently. I bet. Yeah. So what families typically are doing is they are helping their loved one with at least three activities of daily living from helping them with meals or getting dressed or even medication reminders, just the activities that they do daily. In addition to that, the people that we support, they aren't earning that much money. They meet what we call um, three times the poverty level. So about- That sounds terrible, right? I mean, it's low. It it is. We're talking between $2,000, $2,500 a month that people are living on today. And when they have these needs for support for these activities of daily living, they can qualify for programs that will help them stay safe at home to manage some of those activities. So when I call in, then you would screen on the phone? Yes, absolutely. So we would have a set of questions that we ask to make sure our program is a live-in model. So the person needing the care and the person providing the care need to live together in the same home. Um, So that's one of the key questions that we're asking. I mean, to get to to Jen's point, we want to know whether they have already been uh, established a relationship with the area agency on aging. Um, Yeah, which is important, right? I mean, it's important for government reimbursement. It's important for resources. Like, we asked that question, too. So I want to make sure people hear that, that get in touch with your AAA. That's right. And yep. um, and so get on that, that list. that already that. happened at the time they're coming to us, we're certainly providing that coaching to them um, to make sure that that connection happens. So um, so if I pass those, my dad lives with me and we are already, you know, hooked up with Sokoa, who's our AAA in this, you know, in this area. What happens next? We would be uh, reaching out to that area agency on aging case manager um, to kind of make the connection and discuss the, the desire for the structured family caregiving services, which is what our program is called. Um, and then we would be working with them to establish an intake appointment where, we, where a care team would come out, they would do a complete assessment in the home, and we would move forward from there. And I would say, I'm going to make a guess, Jen, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, that it don't stage it, meaning I should just let you come into my home as it is, right? Absolutely. Like we, you don't want me to clean no, it and have a roast on and, you know, have some fresh flowers <laughs> if that's not how we live every day. Because the reality of it is we're here to support the caregiver where the caregiver's at. And when you have the responsibility of another adult who has needs for those uh, that are in our program, it is hard and tough. And you can feel um, stressed and burnt out as a caregiver. And sometimes even cleaning the house is just an added stress. Amen. Can I get an amen, Sarah? Amen. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's very true. So do folks just call you? I mean, from all over the state, how how do they get to you? Website, phone call, what do they do? Absolutely. The website is a great place to start, www.seniorlink.com. Our agency is Caregiver Homes from Senior Link, so that's a great place to start. We also have an 866 number for people to call, and they can get directed to their local branch. We have branches throughout Indiana supporting caregivers, and that's 866-797-2000. 
Is this a, a federal, I mean, is it a national organization? We're working on it. So we okay. actually are in nine states. We just started service in Georgia and South Dakota. We now have states recognizing their own caregivers and knowing that they need the support. With the hundreds of thousands of caregivers just in Indiana, the 44 million across our nation, they are the backbone of our healthcare system. We have to support these family caregivers so that people can be safely taken care of, that we can afford the systems within our own healthcare, and that people have a quality of life that they're searching for. And what can, what can we do to be supportive? I don't just mean Joy's House, but just individuals, organizations. Like, What can we do to help you fulfill your mission even more? Recognizing and creating awareness is always the first part before you create support systems around it. So these type of opportunities to even speak about it, to acknowledge it, for people that are listening to, to sit back and say, am I a caregiver? Yes. Yeah, this is a thing. You are a caregiver. Yeah. Yes. And do you have any testimonial or any experiences that you can share before we I do. have to can go I today? Can I say one other of course. thing, yeah. which is... Um, I think to the to the broader community awareness piece, I think it's so important. And I've heard personally from many caregivers that they feel really isolated yes. and afraid to get out into the community with their loved one because their loved one might have challenging behaviors or they, they don't know what to expect. So I think just if there can be a better awareness about that in the community and more openness and um, dementia-friendly communities pops to mind right away. Right. You know, I mean, I think there's already a, a big push toward that. But you know, it's interesting, Emily, because one of the things that we are hoping to do in 2020, um, due to a grant that we're awaiting news about, is bringing everyone together in the state who says they do something for caregivers to talk about what is really being done. I mean, bring your product, your service, your mm -hmm. brochure, your hug, whatever it is that you mm -hmm. do to support caregivers to the table, and let's talk about it, Right. Let's put it on the middle of the table to say, okay, this is caregiver homes. This is what they do. And they're the best ones to do this. Here's this group and they're doing this. And we can all glean parts of this and, and bring it into our own programs and communities. Um, but I think we don't have that right now. There's no, um, I always think of like a cooking and you grab the strainer, you know, the mm -hmm. colander to put your strawberries in or whatever. Like we don't have anything that's helped us to flesh out what is everyone doing and doing well and how do we stop kind of butting up against the same walls, you know? You know, I want to add to that because one of the, of the initiatives for November, being the National Caregiver Month, is also to get people connected that way. And we have a um, Thank a Caregiver campaign that we are running for November as well. Yes, you are. You did this. You've done this, right? Every year, the last Great. three years, yep. we have really made a focus and a point to draw attention to Thank a Caregiver. And this year, we're going to be doing Heroes Among Us yes. because it is about the hero. You have heroes here at Joy's House. We have heroes at Caregiver Homes, heroes at SeniorLink, heroes throughout our community. And we need to come together. One place that people can, via social media, come together is at www.caregivernation.org. And it will take people directly to a Facebook site. We are not there driving we are there just creating an opportunity. And people connect with one another, and they give each other advice, caregiver to caregiver. They find people connected locally, and they link the resources. That's great. Caregivernation.org, is that what you said? Correct. 
Okay. And it will take you to a Facebook page. So, all right. Any testimonials or yes, that you'd yes. like to share? So I wanted to share a story about a person in our program. We're going to, we're going to call her Sally. Um, so this was shared. She's actually very newly in our program. Um, at the, at the first visit, um, it was identified that it was not a great space for her to maneuver around in her wheelchair. She had wounds. She had multiple other healthcare challenges happening. Um, she was frequently in the ER for certain things. Her mood and emotional health was really, she was really struggling. Um, and within 30 days, um, she'd only had one ER visit. The team that was working with her had made multiple healthcare referrals for wound care, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, skilled nursing to come into the home. Um, her wounds are on track for healing and her overall, her emotional health was much better. Um, so I think that that's just one story out of many stories about how our teams can really come in, identify where people are coming from and where they're at, and just try to kind of meet them where they're at and help them find that's a fantastic. Path forward. Yeah. Well done to Sally. Cheers to <laughs> Sally. <laughs> you know, we have one last call to action for people. And that is we have a Twibbon that's going to be starting November 1st to what? kick off the national. Phase. What is a Twibbon? <laughs> you know, I am educated daily on these things. But you've seen Twibbons before, like October for breast cancer awareness. Right. There'll be that pink ribbon that people put on their profile page a without their social twibbon. media. <laughs> Why is it a Twibbon? I get it. Sarah, do you know? You're the default tech person right in this room. Well, okay. It's so to say. there is a Twibbon. There is a Twibbon, and it will be thank a caregiver. So you'll see that across people's profile pictures via social media starting in November. And if you go love it. to www.seniorlink.com, as of November 1st, you will find links on how to set up this Twibbon. Twibbon. Get your Twibbon, everybody. <laughs> it's really fun to say. Um, before we go, I want to thank Jen and Emily. Thank you for everything you're doing with Caregiver Homes and with caregivers in our state. Um, it is National Family Caregiver Month, so celebrate a caregiver in your life, and you can do that through the links provided here. We'll also make sure that I think, will we put them on our Facebook page too? <laughs> she's still here um which i'm happy about it didn't sound like i was happy i'm happy that you're here and then a uh, big thanks to our sponsors uh american senior communities aarp bethany village and severns and howard so we will see you next week here on caregiver crossing until then have a great week you've been listening to caregiver crossing a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. If you would like to learn more about Joy's House, visit joyshouse.org. And for social media, you can like us on Facebook at Caregiver Crossing.